Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy, proudly ADHD, at work and in business. Today I have a special guest with us. Her name is Francesca Anastasi, aka Sabea. She is a business growth strategist, a savvy consultant, and a mentor. From homeless to CEO, Francesca shares the tools, principles, and systems she applied as the founder and CEO of Confidence Institute, Inc., which has made the company successful against the odds, generating multiple six-figure income in under three years. The creator, producer, and the host of the Succeed Against the Odds show. She is dedicated to working with and inspiring entrepreneurs of all ages, which has led her to several nominations and awards. Francesca offers business, personal development, and advancement training programs. She is also the creator of -of one-of-a-kind show, Magnificent You Women Conference. She is also the visionary and founder of the annual global charity event, Shimmy Mob, for which she received the Telling Our Story Award. Well, folks, I am truly honored to have her on the show. As you can see, with her ADHD brain and managing multiple businesses, she has done quite well. Welcome, Francesca. Thank you so much for accepting my offer on Instagram. I, a while ago, I, I posted and I wanted to meet with um, successful entrepreneurs uh, who have ADHD and are kicking butt. And Francesca is one of those ones. And she reached <laughs> out to me and to my office and said, hey, I'll talk to you. Yes. I'll tell you what it's all about. So um, feel free to keep your comments to however transparent you want to be, Francesca, and, and um, whichever direction you want to take. I understand the privacy and sensitivity. Some of, some of, um, some of us with ADHD, some of us are fully open. Some of us will say some stuff and not others, so I'll leave it to you. But let's step back a little bit and um, let us uh, know about when you found out about your ADHD. That's funny because I think for the, for the past 10 years, you know, I've suspected I've had it. And, you know, all entrepreneurs say, oh, entrepreneurs, you know, they get distracted with shiny objects. So every entrepreneur pretty much has got ADD but, or ADHD. And it was something I suspected that I had for real, not just, you know, just to say you get distracted. And then it was about five years ago, I went to the doctor and I said, I really want to be tested. And he said to me, which is kind of surprising, but he said to me, well, at this age, why bother? You've lived your whole life. There's no need. And I'm not going to put you on pills. And that kind of upset me. Uh, but I let, I let it go. I thought, okay, uh, it does have a point. I mean, I've lived my life. What's going to change now? And then in the last, it's actually been quite recent, uh, maybe about six months ago, I came across uh, a video on YouTube of a girl who has ADHD and she talks about the struggles that she's had with it and everything she said resonated down to every little word she said. And I thought, oh my goodness, like this is me. This is 100% me. And so I started testing myself, took all these online tests for ADHD and Sure enough, I mean, I, I come up on the high on the high end of the spectrum, right. and it kind of I had a I had a meltdown. I have to be honest. I thought I would just be okay with it, and I had a complete meltdown over it. Um, 
just because it made me realize that had I known earlier uh, for certain, I would have done certain things differently and I would have coped with things differently instead of trying to figure things out on my own, thinking there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I found out pretty much, uh, pretty recently, I always suspected, well, I suspected the last, you know, several years, but for sure I know now. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and what you said about the doctor's appointment, I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on that story because that really mm-hmm. triggered me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that curiosity that you had, what drove that curiosity? Because for me, ADHD, when my doctor thought I should take the assessment, I thought it was for kids, literally. I, I was that ignorant to it. Mm-hmm. And also I thought it was when you're hyper, which I'm not hyper. In my mind I am, but not physically hyper. Mm-hmm. So what were those curiosities for you that you wanted to talk to your doctor and then how he just kind of brushed it off? To be fully, fully transparent, I don't really remember what was the trigger that made me go to the doctor. I can't mm-hmm. think of what specifically made me do that. Um, potentially, possibly, it was that I couldn't <laughs> focus. <laughs> That's yeah. probably one of the reasons, um, but I don't exactly remember why. Mm-hmm. And I, it's interesting too, and it's not surprising that you <sighs> stayed with that curiosity throughout and you continued your research it's almost like this life mission that most of us has of about who am I and why am I this way Mm -hmm. so how did that translate into your businesses because you've done many things wonderful things so Mm -hmm. how did that translate it translates well and horribly at the same time (laughs) it translates well because you know there's that creativity aspect where at least for me, it, come, it comes with a million ideas, you know, uh, every day I have a new idea. Um, so that's the creative side, which is great because I've been able to do some amazing things because of it. On the other side, there is the frustration of not being able to do everything and being distracted by too many things. It's like, okay, well, what is going to take priority? Um, I've also been able to be very super focused on some of the projects that I've done. So it's kind of, you know, it's been full, full spectrum on both hands, from full focus to full distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting um, because when I look at your history, there's dance in there. There's the, the, the passion for community, right? The, that mm-hmm. creativity and helping women and, and your entrepreneurial side. So as a business owner, mm-hmm. You're a consultant, you're a strategist, you're, you're mm-hmm. helping your clients succeed. Mm-hmm. And then there's the overwhelm of ADHD that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, with your recent diagnosis, have you found any um, tips or any strategies that now you're able to kind of see your triggers as they're coming? Are you noticing things with a different lens? I'm curious about that. Oh, totally. Um, one thing that I've... One thing I've struggled over the years has been finding the right system for me to stay organized and on top of my schedule. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've tried assistance, assistance help. <laughs> Having an assistant to remind you, oh, this is what you're going to do next <laughs> and keep you focused really, really helps. Uh, you know, using your, your phone with, it, with the little timers and little reminders and calendars, that helps. But the one thing that's really helped me the most is the bullet journal. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. So tell me about that. 
Um, how are you using it? I've heard different stories. I haven't personally used it yet, but how are you using it? Well, um, I followed a video by the person who actually created the bullet journal who has ADHD. And basically you create it as it works for you. So you kind of have to watch that tutorial to understand. It's kind of hard to explain <laughs> without saying yeah. that. Um, but it really, what I find helps me personally is I tend to put too many things on my plate every day. Um, what I find has been helping is just stick to three things. And then when I schedule them, the creative side of me comes out by, instead of making a list, which is what I've always done before, since I've done the, since I've started the bullet journal, I kind of... I doodle, I doodle my to-dos. <laughs> mm. So when I look at them and when I write them and I doodle around them, they stick to my mind. Um, I'm able to stay focused on those three things more. And since I've, you know, I've had this confirmation that I do have ADHD and I've come to terms with it, now I, I embrace it. And I'm like, okay, I just have to work with this differently than I have before. Yeah, and embracing it, that's interesting because... What I hear and read around is, is the once you get diagnosed, there's that sense of shame, guilt, frustration, the what ifs, the I wish I could turn back time. Um, can you talk to us about that? How did that journey go for you? And what was the turning point of, okay, I'm going to make do with this? Um, well, like I said, at, at first it was extremely, I was very upset about it because I thought I could have spared myself a lot of frustration because a lot of times I felt like I was not smart enough, that I wasn't doing things because I was not smart enough. I mean, I could spend days doing nothing, absolutely nothing, because there was so much that I wanted to do. I don't know if you can relate to that, but I've had, you know, I've had days like that where you just go, you know, people see you successful and then you have these days and you go, what's wrong with me? There are days when I can do so much and then days where like my brain, my brain is just so packed that I just do nothing. I just, mm-hmm. it goes into full, <laughs> I don't know how many. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the overwhelm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, I lost track of the question. So the question was, how do how we... Did you, how did you transition over to the acceptance? I, it, it, it took me a couple of weeks uh, from the moment I realized that this was for real. Um, I just... You know, I suppose that maybe I had it. Um, how did I transition? I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I just started looking into, okay, so how would do people with ADHD that know they have it, how, what kind of things have they been doing that helps them? It's mm-hmm. kind of researching that and then seeing it's okay. And then seeing, you know, famous people like uh, Sir Richard Branson. I'm like, he's got ADHD. Oh, really? Okay. So, okay. Then it's okay for me to have it too, you know? Okay. Uh, so just kind of seeing that you're not alone. I think that probably was the best uh, thing to notice that, you know, we're not alone and there's nothing wrong with us. And, and on that plane, I think what, one of the things I think that upset me the most at first was that I was seeing ADHD labeled as a mental disability. And I'm like, no way. I, I refuse to accept that. I don't think there's anything wrong with us. I think we are just different. Yeah. And um, I don't like, I never thought I had a mental illness and I still don't believe I have a mental illness. Um, I think we just have, 
a different way of computing. And, you know, some people are really good with numbers. Some people are really good at drawing. And some people just are really good at having a lot of stuff going on in our heads. <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes it's, it, it, the brain needs a break. And then, then that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So, so when it comes to creativity and your strengths, I'm curious about, like, how you have these different things going on right? You have the shimmy mob happening, the Magnificent You Women's Conference, Mm -hmm. your show, your podcast. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of juggle all of that and keep it going? Because as an entrepreneur, there's so many things we want to do. (laughs) I kind of like to compartmentalize everything. So not everything is happening at the same time. The conference only runs every two years, so I don't have to be on that all the time. Uh, With the podcast, it's actually been on hold for several months um, just because the one person that was helping me do a lot of the work behind the scenes and the editing stuff has has gone back to school and I haven't rehired somebody else to to help me out. And I, because I have so much on my plate, I can't do it all. but usually with the podcast and the video, I don't know if you saw that, I also have a YouTube channel. I just, yeah, yeah. I, just um, I batched it all. So I would just do like two full weeks of only doing that, just doing interviews. And then for six months, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Right. So then I would have the time to do something else. So batching has been um, a lifesaver and a, a key component of being able to do multiple things and and on the outside, it looks like you're doing all of those things at the same time, but you're not. I love that. Your secret weapon. There it is. That's mm-hmm. what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. As I, a, a batch, block and, bla- and batch. Yeah. <laughs> block, you know, block your times and, your, and your, your weeks and your days. And then batch things that are the same and similar and just get them all done in that time frame. So on that note, though. Then you see a shiny new object on the side while you're batching and being focused, which is so strategic and so makes sense. How do you manage those squirrels that come at you? Because, you know, being entrepreneurs and creative, oh, there's a new shiny idea. Oh, and there's another one. How do you tame that down? Well, I batch so, I pack so much into those sections that there is no time. They can't be in a distraction. There's no time for distraction. That's awesome. In other right? You're full on focused, full on charge, and full on into it. You're yeah. Into it. Yeah. So when you know when I do the interviews, they're literally back to back for full, you know, full day after day after day. So by the end of the day, um, there's nothing I can. I, there's nothing in between. Like I don't schedule white space in between. <laughs> I like that. I, yeah. It actually reminds me of my corporate days. Because living the corporate life, it was so structured and others kind of set your schedule that you didn't have time to come up mm-hmm. with ideas because mm-hmm. there was no time. So I like that in a business sense, that's your secret weapon and you're sticking to it. And it sounds like it's working and that's very inspirational. I like the, I always talk about the one thing, you know, focusing on one thing at a time. But then I like how that one thing becomes so amplified for you that there isn't room for any other thing. Mm-hmm. which I think it's, it's totally key. Um, let me ask you a question around mindfulness and being present as you're doing these things. How are some of the ways that you're grounding yourself in your business? Because that's important for us with ADHD around presence and mindfulness. And I see in your Instagrams, 
you know, you do these nature walks. I love where you live. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're close to body of water, which is so near and dear to me. So how do you do some of that grounding? Well, I've, I've made myself a priority over anything. And it's funny, somebody was asking me yesterday, it was a networking uh, event and was asking me the same thing, was saying, you do so much, how, you know, do you have any time for yourself? And mm. I do, I do take time for myself every single day. I wake up really early in the morning. Um, most mornings I'm up by 4 a.m. And I spend at least two and a half hours just on me, meditating, journaling, um, so I don't always go for walks. <laughs> yeah. Here it rains a lot. <laughs> when it's cold, I don't like to do that. <laughs> but uh, but I do take that time, and I find that it's just a good way to get the day started to just have that time out. Uh, and one thing that um, has forced me to do this part and have this kind of routine is that if you go back into my life, it's not ADHD. It's not the only thing that, that I deal with. I also have PTSD. So, uh, so I've ha- I have to force myself to have that time uh, in quiet and just breathe and just, you know, and it's just, that's the moment. <laughs> and so that's how, I, that's how I, 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 I practice my mindfulness. And if I'm working on a project where I don't have people around me or it's just me on a computer, then I work with, uh, I put a few... Um, I forget what it's called, binaural beats music. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, So I put uh, focus music on and I use the Pomodoro technique. I do 25 minutes at a time. But with ADHD, sometimes my 25 minutes are more like 15 minutes (laughs) and and I'm already distracted. But then I look at the clock and I go, okay, I can do this. There's only a few more minutes and get back to it. So. Nice. How long have you been doing that technique? And I like that you made it your own to be 15 minutes. The, the Pomodoro technique, uh, a couple of years. So I, I've been doing it longer than since before I knew for sure that I had ADHD. Um, for those of us that don't know about it too much, do you want to give a little explanation about it? Yeah, the Pomodoro technique is, I can't remember who, who came up with the concept, but basically Pomodoro is, in Italian, means tomato. So if you remember those old tomato timers I used to use in the kitchen. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah so they only go up to 25 minutes. So the, the strategy is to work for 25 minutes or so set that timer for 25 minutes and just stay focused. Only 25 minutes. And then when that 25 minutes is up, just take a five-minute break to do something else, get up, use the washroom, have a drink of water whatever and then get back to uh, the next 25 minutes and uh, apparently it is what makes us more focused than sitting on a project without taking that break so whether you have ADHD or not so it's it helps with you know having ADHD it definitely helps knowing that come on stick with it you it's only 25 minutes because you know brain is itching to go and do something else (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I, I have that's absolutely true and I have some clients where you know, 30, 40 minutes into it, then they're like doing other things that were not even related. Mm -hmm. So, but do you find the transition back to, because it's an interruption, right? Yeah. How are you finding that transition back into the task you were doing? It's not always easy. Um, Yeah. So that's why the music helps. I find that the focus music helps. So I have to combine it together. If I'm just doing the Pomodoro technique without the focus music, then it's more challenging. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I like how you made it your own to be. It's, it's a shorter time span. Yeah. So in that, what you just said, that whole amazing stuff, PTSD came in there. So I, I want to go there for just a little bit mm-hmm. um, and you share whatever you want out of this. But my first question on that is, there's a lot of comorbidities that, that come with, you know, that are part of our brain and our, you know, ADHD brain. So I'm curious about um, PTSD and ADHD and, and, and all of that. Like, how do you, when you have those two combined, um, when your brain is that in that fight or flight and from the PTSD and so how, how have you been able to manage all of this together? Because that's a whole lot you're carrying in your head, my dear. Mm-hmm. It, it's it has not been pretty. Um, yeah. I've, I've I've had it now for eight, uh, almost eight years. It's been it's been a lot of work, and it's definitely a lot better. Like it's not as severe as it used to be, uh, but I still deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, sometimes you just don't even know why it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing's triggered it. Um, how do you cope with them? I mean, you just do. It's just part of your life and you just have to, you know, that's why I take that time in the mornings to, 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 to focus on just breathe and it's okay. And now knowing, you know, the, the techniques that, um, that I know that help, you know, just kind of, it, this too shall pass. That's what I keep telling myself. It's only temporary. It's not 100% of the time. So I just... Just have to sometimes I have to talk to someone and and just let it all out and and then you feel better, you know. Yeah, some of us verbal process and then we kind of coach ourselves as we're talking and then it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let me ask you then, when it comes to hitting your tipping point again, now knowing all of this and now you have all this wisdom and oh, this is how my brain is wired. Um do you have like, for me, I kind of know when my tipping point is about to come. And then I also know, oops, I forgot to do a bit of self-care this week. Like, do you have one of those, some of those signals that are coming at you going, oh, it's about to happen again? No, I, I, not, 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 con- not consciously. I can't say that I consciously see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I'm always busy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, no, I don't see it coming. It just comes. When it comes, it's usually something happens. And, you know, that tipping point is not something that builds up to a tipping point. It usually something triggers that tipping point And then it comes all of a sudden for me. And that might be because of the PTSD, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. That makes sense, too. That makes sense. So question about knowing what you know now mm-hmm. and what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. How would you have done your business differently had you had this knowledge that you have at this age now? Or that's, a good, that's a good question. Would I have done things differently? Um, probably not. I, I think the only thing I would have done differently is just my, you know, my scheduling system, the bullet journal. That's really been amazing to me because I've been on a long life quest of finding what's the system that works for me, what's wrong with me. I've been trying to create my own system and and have been unsuccessful at it um and I couldn't figure out how how do I make this you know how do I make it work and you know you try a new app a new organization app or you try this app and then it works Mm -hmm. for like two days and then it doesn't work anymore (laughs) 
I'm not many timers. Right? And then you just go, why? What's wrong with me? Why can't why is it not work? Why does it work for other people and why doesn't it work for me? What's wrong with me? So you keep questioning yourself. So the the one thing I I think I would do differently had I known and if it existed, I don't even know how long this thing has been around, but um that is what I would have done, you know. Uh adopt that system the, of the bullet the journal, bullet journal. Mm-hmm. that makes sense that makes I it mean, really it really helps stay on track i find it really helps me anyway that's awesome and and for each of us you know there, there's there's one thing that then once it all makes sense it's like you hold on to it for dear life and you're like yeah this is the one mm-hmm. <laughs> for me lately um google calendar has been my saving grace because mm-hmm. i have a tally of the things I want to get done so I literally fill up my day mm-hmm. but then I only pick three things for that day and then everything else that doesn't get done I just move it over to the next day mm-hmm. knowing that there's no way in hell I'm going to get 40 things done in a day right <laughs> it's like a working calendar for me that's how I've been able to do it yeah but I, I need to check out that bullet journal too because I kind of thought about it and I wasn't sure how to use it I was I thought it was too much work so but it's great that it's working for you. It does take time. It does take time. You do spend more time uh, on it. It all depends on, my, you know, you, you can make it as minimal or as complicated as you want. There's some people that have done, like if you actually go on YouTube and you Google <laughs> bullet journal, some people, some people are just so creative. I'm like, I don't have time to do yeah. all of this. Right. But yeah. if you actually watch the, the video tutorial of the person who created it, it is a very minimalistic, um, approach the way he does it and and it's it's beautiful it's beautifully done like that's good I'll look into that yeah because I've seen others talk about it and I'm like this is too much work are you kidding me (laughs) Mm -hmm. no it's not that makes sense that makes sense um so just before we wrap up um any advice any words of wisdom for those of us who are in managing our own business and and striving to, to do great things Anything you have that you want to share with us? I think from my own personal experience, you know, I, I say there's nothing wrong with us, number one. We don't have a mental illness, number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we need to embrace the power that our brain has. Like, I think we're more powerful than we realize. And if we can focus on that side we can accomplish amazing things I don't think I would have been able to accomplish things that I've done had I not you know if I didn't have ADHD um so embrace it love it and put it to good use I love it thank you Thank you for this. And thank you for spending a few minutes with us in your busy schedule. Cause I know you're, you're somewhere in a hotel in a lobby <laughs> doing this with me. So I, I appreciate it. And anytime I can get um, a fellow ADHD or on a call with me to, to just bounce back and forth and say, you know, we're not alone. We all have our struggles, but we also have our successes. So um, thank you so much, Francesca, for, for being a, my first, actually my, yeah, my first business entrepreneur on my podcast. It's an honor. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.